opening up that book. What does that say? Really? How about that? I might want to check this one out of the library for sure. My name is Phil, and you're listening to The Lib. Hello, everyone. It's me, Phil, once again, on The Lip, opening up that big book that I've been working on for my entire life as of this point. We have actually recorded and documented six full chapters of what I would consider some of the more interesting stories that have happened to me and some of the people who've been around me. But this time, it's now an opportunity to do a seventh one. You see, I really like this as a format. Going forward, I've been thinking that I wasn't really sure. It takes me a few minutes to come up with certain stories of interest, but that would just be admitting to everybody that I'm really boring and I haven't done much. But of course, everybody has stories to tell. And these ones are mine. I hope that you enjoy them, first and foremost, beyond anything else. Life is simply an experience, and we have to simply move through it. On a note of moving through things, my office slash recording studio is a little bit of a mess today, so I'm pretty much wading through the stuff. I would call it junk. Some of it is. But of course, it's my junk, so I'm okay with that. Um, look at that over there. An old book. Not just any old book, it's my, oh, let's see, Lincoln Tech book, okay. Once again, proof that I am, in fact, a guy who has studied cars and still keep this stuff around because you just never know, especially when it comes to cars. Things will change for sure, but the things that I've worked on, would literally qualify with anything that's in that book right over there. But another news, I just want to give yet another shout out to my friends at the Tech Hour with Kevin and Pat. Kevin and Pat, love your show. Can't wait to continue to listen to it every chance I get. Of course, these guys are busy with all their tech savvy jobs that they end up doing. I could never even possibly begin to process it. That's why I have Pat, who's a friend of mine, do anything that I require tech for. Don't get me wrong. If I was closer to Western Canada, I would also have to, have to, have to have Kev do a little, a little bit of his work as well, because I've seen some of the things that he's done. My goodness, he put up some sound systems and some home theaters that are just incredible. So I strongly recommend you need to check out the Tech Hour with Kevin and Pat. And if you're in the general area of, say, Western Canada or over here on the East Coast, you need to absolutely at least give them a look into to see what they can do for you. Because a guy who also does a podcast, a wrestling podcast, one of my favorites, the voice of wrestling, Jim Ross, when he's starting to plug his merchandise, he says something very, very simple, and I agree with it completely. It doesn't cost anything to look. So it's not going to hurt you at all. Kevin and Pat, Tech Hour, guys. 
But as for the business that I have coming up right here on story number seven, this particular chapter could be one. Eh, I don't know. I'll let you judge. I think that one of them could possibly get. Hmm. I guess you could say a unique spin on a cleaning product that really shouldn't exist. Then, of course, going back to the days when I was a member of Faith Fellowship Baptist Church, they did something really cool, and I actually inspired it. Last but not least, I'm a Star Wars fan. Always have been, always will be. Got Jedi Knights on my right side of my office. Got Sith Lords on the left side of my office. And I had a very interesting experience when I went to go see the last Jedi movie that came out. The Star Wars movie. Um, I only call it The Last Jedi. I'm not even giving it the proper title. I like to put it in its number order rather than the other. It was Episode 9, ladies and gentlemen. Episode 9. But we'll talk about that in a second because the main event is about to begin. Let's face it, everybody. The Spear of the Week is pretty obvious. Certainly, it's going to require the time stone to go back in time but let me tell you i'm going to use that thing and i'm going to find this guy who sat directly next to me in a movie theater and he is going to be in the words of the voice of wrestling one more time jim ross i'm going to break him in half with a spear and then i'm going to pick him up and i'm going to break him in half with a spear again and then i'm going to take him and i'm going to find the highest possible point somewhere on mount everest like i'm even going to go and get a ladder and set it up and I want to throw him off. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to set a ladder up on the highest mountain in the world just so I can throw this guy off it. You know, I'm absolutely just, a, just, <clears throat> this guy is without doubt the person who's going to be given the Spear of the Week. Ding, ding, ding. Main event time. I have now got that book of my life in my hands, and I'm beginning to flip through the pages, and here we are, chapter 7. Here come some stories that are certainly Phil-oriented. Here they come. First things first, to protect the innocent, I'm not going to mention the name of the supermarket that I worked in, nor will I even mention, well, you know, it's not going to kill me to mention the location. It was in New Jersey. That's about as close to it as I'm going to get. I'm not going to narrow it down any further than that. Because this happened over, hmm, I guess it was about 25 years ago. So probably the um, statute of limitations is definitely up on this one. But it's a story that I think you might find a little bit fascinating. While working in this supermarket, which I had only worked in for a year and a half, but at the time... It just seemed like forever because I was so young. I started working there at 18 years old, and I was only getting paid minimum wage. At the time, in New Jersey, minimum wage was $5.05 an hour. Absolutely amazing. But you see, in truth, the job that I did, I don't think that it was necessarily worth much more than, at the top end, Let's say I had worked there four or five years. I think at that point, just for the longevity, maybe I should have gotten maybe $7. But I never worked there long enough to even make that. 
But that's neither here nor there as far as this story goes. I was at the store probably four months at this point, maybe three. It's been so long, but it, I knew it wasn't much longer than that. And I go in for my shift. Now, my shift was a very simple one because I was still in, I was starting college at the time, so I didn't start until five o'clock. And my shift ended at nine, so I worked five to nine at night. The shift before me, uh, a younger kid, he came in at 3 o'clock and worked till 8 because he was still in high school. Now, this kid was in the back in our little uh, closet, for lack of a better word, where the maintenance people were at. And that's where I did in the supermarket. I was working for the maintenance department. Now, he was back there earlier and had been just sort of fiddling around with the cleaning supplies because we had a big cart full of stuff and he thought, well, you know, maybe I can be a mad scientist and see what I can come up with that would make my life a little easier. And so when I go to the back and see him by the maintenance closet, he has a big smile on his face and say, I created the ultimate cleaner. And I looked at him like, well, yeah, really? What do you got there? He told me he'd been using it all day, ever since he created it, by just coincidence. It worked so well on everything he tried to clean. And he said, before I show it to you, I'm going to make a bottle and I'm going to let you use it as well. So he goes to the closet and pushes the button for the post mix of glass cleaner. Now, this glass cleaner is blue. Then he moves to the multi-surface cleaner that we used all around on the store on like shelves and such that's also in the post mix as well and it's clear he then grabbed the sanitizer solution which is again another post mix item and that comes up clear as well and usually that's reserved for the deli the bakery and um the seafood departments of this particular grocery store that we worked in. He then goes and grabs the can of steel cleaner. Now this is something that the company used in bulk because there was a lot of items around the store that were just, well, stainless steel and the steel cleaner helped them shine. So he grabbed some of that and he sprayed probably three or four Mississippis of this inside this spray bottle along with those other chemicals that he had already mixed. Finally, he said, let's go take a walk. And we went down the aisle to the cleaning aisle and we found a product called Goo Gone. Now this stuff is like almost uh, a dark honey color and it helps get, say, gum or sticky items off of other surfaces. He then goes and he pours that inside the solution. Probably a second goes by and there's this strange sort of bubbling up of these chemicals and ultimately that would be a scientific term for what happened was a chemical reaction took place and this liquid then turned green and not just any green sort of like a lime green from lime green kool-aid um and there was this green liquid 
And I'm looking at it like, wow, this stuff is... It's different. Nothing like that was on our shelves. And so he proceeds to go to the bathroom with me, and we go and um, start spraying. And he just sprays everything. He hits the toilet. He hits the sink. He hits the mirror. Then he even sprayed it on the floor. Now, he begins to wipe it, the stuff that was on the sink and the mirror, and all of a sudden the mirror never looked so shiny before. It was incredible. It's absolutely just sparkling. I mean, it's amazing. There was some stuff on the floor, and he just grabbed the mop after he sprayed this super cleaner on the floor, and just came. The whole thing was just like, had never been so clean. And yes, like I told you, he also put some inside the toilet, grabbed this toilet brush, scrubbed that out. It was immaculate to the point where it was like Buckingham Palace. And that's a strange comparison to, to say for a bathroom in a, in a supermarket. But realistically, this cleaner made everything just outstanding. It was amazing. Absolutely amazing. Now, of course, he and I both were like, yeah we can use this stuff and we can probably just make our lives a lot easier. We'll have to take that whole cart around because this stuff is just cleaning up everything, everything. And we just look at each other and we say, we probably don't want to use this when too many people are watching, particularly management, because they might have something to say about it. And we don't really want to spread it around too much. And so we decided that that's how we were going to leave it. Now, having said that, a few days go by, and we just using this stuff left and right. We made sure to dump it out as soon as our shift was over, or more importantly, my shift was over. I had dumped it out because I was the last man standing as far as the maintenance department went. And a few weeks go by, and all of a sudden, we end up going to different departments here or there. And we talk to people, and I know that for a fact that he had... um taken the super cleaner to a couple of spills that were in the aisles and he used it and it cleaned up perfectly without any residual and the floor didn't come up any extra slippery it was just it was clean it, whatever that stuff was it ate up the the spill and it was streak free and literally you could walk right on it afterwards there was no slipping you it was incredible now over time, and we're talking a short period of time, maybe another three, four weeks, what ended up happening is I began to notice that a bottle of this super cleaner would be left at various departments. I saw one in the deli. I saw one even in grocery. Somebody had picked one up. Turns out that by accident he had forgotten a few and a couple of the other department people started seeing how good it worked and they asked him to make them a bottle and he did. So this stuff started spreading around the entire store and people were using it. Unfortunately, management and probably the federal government would have frowned upon this heavily. I'm not sure what you know about um, chemicals uh, when it comes to the workplace, but there is actually a law that OSHA has set up that, say, that states that any chemicals that are used in a workplace have to be 
logged in a specific book, which is called a, um, oh, what is it called again? I can't think of the exact name of this book, but what it does is it has every chemical that the company uses, and it has a breakdown of how to clean it up, how to dispose of it, and more importantly, what to do if somebody accidentally gets the exposed to the chemical so that they're able to have medical attention done to them. Now, considering the fact that all the chemicals that we had used were in that book and every single one of them was verified and would be able to be monitored in the proper channels. However, once we combined all those ingredients creating the super cleaner, it just so happens that we change the chemical makeup of each of those items. So now we have a completely different substance, which is unrecorded in the book. Thus, the managers and the powers that be, after noticing this stuff was floating around, found it, got rid of it, and even eliminated the possibility of us being able to make it by removing the post-mix from the back in the maintenance office and discontinuing the steel cleaner and we were left with a certain amount of things that we were able to use that they brought to us that were not able to recreate that super cleaner. It was a fun time while it lasted, but you know, once it got in that guy's eye, a different person and there was no ill effects that we could notice. I mean, I worked with this other guy for probably another month or two before he eventually quit. He didn't go blind and he didn't have any ill side effects. So I'm thinking that this stuff was probably something that if we were able to properly monetize it, hey, we could have been able to sell that stuff and become millionaires. Well, that's the story of the super cleaner. Okay. Now I'm going to tell a story that's, I think, even cooler than that one. This one involves a church that I was involved with some years back. Faith Fellowship Baptist Church in Philadelphia. A lot of great people. Um, just at this point in time, live a long way from there. And with my day job being as it is, I don't have the ability to attend anywhere close to regularly. However, I do keep an eye on what's going on through the Facebook and um, see what's going on on Wednesdays when I have a chance and on Sundays every so often when I have the opportunity to. But back when I was attending before the COVID craziness went on, um, the family and I were going and we were, as simple to put, very young. Two of the three kids were in diapers. The other one hadn't even quite shown up yet. <laughs> Probably uh, maybe a year down the road. Finally, that one did come. And during that time period, I, I changed a lot of diapers. And I had gotten, pat myself on the back, very, very good at changing diapers at this point. I would almost begin to tell you that I was able to make the Olympic team for diaper changing, changing if one would have existed. I easily would have placed 
for sure. I'm thinking probably gold. I'm not even going to um, bat around the bush. I think that I would have easily won gold in the diaper-changing competition at the Olympics. I think I was really that good. I don't know if I'm that good now because there's a lot of rust, and I hope to continue to keep it that way. Don't necessarily want to be changing any more diapers in the near future. Anyway, I would go to the church and I would be the person to change most of the diapers because at the time my wife was in the choir, thus, thus, she wouldn't be able to change the kids. I would be the one who would be in the pew area and with the kids and if they started to stink, I would jump up, run to the bathroom and change them. Now this process was streamlined because I had been getting used to doing it in stores and everywhere else. I've changed them pretty much in a lot of weird ways in a lot of weird places. But in the church, what I would do is I would set up a, um, a little towel down and I'd put the kid on it, hold the legs up, do the changing, put the diaper inside a bag, pop it in the trash can and be on my way. Now I did all this on the sink. Um, wipe the sink down a little bit, make sure there's nothing left over and continued on. And this happened Sunday after Sunday after Sunday until this particular Sunday, uh, the pastor, a great man, Reverend James Edlow, happened to have been in the bathroom at the same time watching me perform this absolute mastery of diaper changing. And he was like, wow, I keep seeing you do this all the time. And most of the time the women change the diapers and there's a whole setup in there for them. But for us guys, it's just, hey, if we got to do it, we got to make do. And he took note of it. And going into the service the next week, I go to the bathroom to do the usual thing and change the kid. And lo and behold, there's a changing table. Whole changing table. And we're not talking about just a flat surface that you could work with. Nah, they didn't mess around. On top, there was a nice little indent so that the roll wouldn't happen when the kid's moving around sometime. Pop down, there's plenty of space. Could almost put a 30-year-old up there. This thing was so big. Um, underneath, you had, I think it was two doors, three doors. And in each of these doors was a very cool setup. Now, let's say you forgot your diapers. They had a couple of spare diapers in there. They had baby powder in there if you needed it. They even had a few wipes and some small bags that you could put the diaper in and then you could put that diaper bag in the trash. This thing was incredibly state-of-the-art in my opinion for the diaper changing world because so a lot of times I'd go to a lot of different places and if the men's room even had one they certainly didn't have a setup like that. I thought it was really really cool. Um, I appreciated it tremendously made my life so much easier and I also believe that it would make the lives of any other guys who had kids going forward who were going to change them a whole lot easier as well. And after I left the bathroom that particular day, went back to the pew, the pastor goes up and begins to do the announcements. And at that time he'd already seen me go to the bathroom and do the changing and he brought it up. He thought that it was a good thing that if a guy has a child that he should be able to change the child and the child should be comfortable and the 
the guy should be comfortable doing it and you shouldn't have to worry about anything and it was really kind of cool that he actually brought it up in the service about me doing that and about the um the setup that was now in there anytime any place i would strongly recommend if you're looking for a place to go to church faith fellowship is a good one without question if you're in the general area i mean it's something you should do and they're also on facebook you have a check it's definitely a place if you're looking and you're close enough and you have the opportunity i couldn't recommend them strongly enough final story takes me to the galaxy far far away and a time in reality that seems to be far far away this is the pre-covid era before all this craziness went on when we had these things called movie theaters that people could go to a lot more frequently now i personally loved going to the movies i would say that i didn't go every week I wouldn't even say I went every month, but I can certainly say that I spent more than my fair share of time in a movie theater prior to COVID. And that's partly because a lot of the um, movies that were coming out were right in my wheelhouse. I am a big lover of those Marvel movies, and in the last several years prior to COVID in 2019, there was a lot of those Marvel movies that had come out for the last 10 years. So. It wouldn't be a surprise for the people who work at the movie theaters to see my face. And the DC movies as well were out too. I mean, Justice League, Superman versus Batman, all that stuff was out. So for them to see my face would not be something that would be a shocker. Now, I'm going to talk to you about the very last movie that I saw in a theater. To this date, I still haven't been back to a theater since they initially closed them due to the COVID situation and I'm a little upset about it because there's a few movies that I would like to go see but because of this last experience forget COVID this experience alone kind of put a bitter taste in my mouth when it comes to dealing with the movie theater in general and it goes back to the movie that I saw which was Star Wars Episode 9, really excited, closes up the, um, the new trilogy. Um, gives me heartburn to think about what happened. As in any time you'd go to the movies, there's the two types of theater you go into. There's the kind of theater that you walk in, you buy your ticket, and you just go sit down. And then there's a lot of the more modern ones that say, hey, this is kind of cool. You can pick out your seat and we will essentially reserve that seat for you. So you walk through the theater doors, you get that seat, and that's where you're at. Of course, the theater I went to had that element in place. So I picked the seat right in the middle of the sound field, perfect view of the screen. And more so, I went so early in the morning I was like the first person in the theater, period. And better still, it was completely empty. Nobody home. I sat down in the perfect spot to enjoy the newest film 
of the Star Wars saga, and I couldn't have been more excited. And then, what I would consider is the greatest travesty of all time, and more so, a nightmare. It, it just could not have been any worse. Everybody knows that if you're in a theater and there's nobody around, you're thinking you're going to get a private screening, and then it happened. This guy comes in maybe five minutes before the movie started, before the uh, even before the uh, the the trailers began, and he sits next to me. Not the seat. A couple seats away. But he sits down next to me. Right next to me. Directly next to me. Now, my wife and my mother say that I'm Sheldon a lot of ways from the Big Bang Theory because I like things a certain way and I'm very specific about certain things. And I found that spot and it was the perfect spot for this movie and this guy would have seen when he went in there to set up his seat when he was buying the ticket that that seat was occupied yet he chose to just take the seat directly next to me why? Why would you do that? Like, why would you do that? I mean, why? What kind of person thinks that it's a good idea to just do that? Like, it's the most rude thing. I, and, I mean, when I tell you that this was, like, to the point where I almost wanted to resort to Mortal Kombat and um, just finish him. Like, the whole Scorpion Toasty fatality. I was beginning to turn green. I was starting to turn into the Hulk. Because this guy had pretty much sat on my lap. And for what reason? When I tell you that I sat there and watched that entire Star Wars movie with this guy directly next to me. I wasn't going to move. Even though I could have. Because I had the perfect seat. Here's my Sheldonism. I wasn't going to move because I had the perfect seat. And this guy sits right next to me. He even got up at one point to go get popcorn. And he still sat down right next to me again. Why? There was nobody else in the aisle that we were sitting in. There was nobody else in the theater we were sitting in. It was just me and him. Nobody else. I didn't know this guy from a can of paint. And trust me, I know several cans of paint because earlier in this year, we had the house painted. And there's still some residual cans. So I know these cans of paint. And for sure, I didn't know who this guy was at all. And he just sat right there. Like, what is going on here? I, I just, I don't know. I just don't know. I mean, to this day, I can't imagine what was going through his mind. Why would you sit directly next to some dude that you don't know in a completely empty movie theater? You could have sat anywhere. You could have sat three seats down. I would have been upset because you were still closer than you needed to be. You could have taken an aisle in front of me. You could have taken an aisle behind me. You could have gone aside anywhere. But you chose to sit directly next to me just because. 
I, I mean, I, I can't understand it. So much to the point where, like, even now, I'm starting to black out thinking about it. My lord. Like, like <laughs> and that has left such a bitter taste in my mind that even though movies like The Eternals and Shang-Chi and Spider-Man No Way Home are coming out, I just don't know if I want to go to a movie theater. And it's not because of COVID. And that's the ugly part. It's because I don't want to run into somebody like this guy who will choose to sit directly next to me, even if there's not a single other person in the theater. My Lord. Like, that alone is enough to be such a turnoff that I, I just mentally can't do it. And I think you might have ruined movies for me. It's horrible. Granted, when I bought that 70-inch TV and set it up in my living room, part of it was the fact that, you know, we have Disney+, Plus, we have a couple other streaming services, got the DVD player, got Xbox, I can get the movie, and I can watch the movie in the comfort of my own home, recline in my nice leather couch, and watch it, and not have to worry about some crazy guy sitting right next to me. <sighs> my goodness. I'm telling you right now. Whew. I gotta ring the bell before I leave this place and go try to find this guy. Main event over. Ding, ding, ding. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, now that my blood pressure has gone down, I can now end the show. Folks, chapter seven, closed. Book shut, waiting for yet another episode to come back up. And don't worry, I'm gonna have some more stories. Hopefully, I won't, like, lose my mind over some nonsensical guy who's going to do that. Man, he, he, he brought it up so badly that I actually thought about him again. Man, I just can't get him out of my head. And I need to. Because it has been two years. <sighs> Hopefully I'll be smart enough to go back to the theater and watch a movie again. But until that time, I'm just going to hold off and just try to forget what happened. But I hope that you people don't forget me when you look on Instagram. I'm on Phil Henderson, rather Philip Henderson, 5102. You can also find me on Twitter at PissedPhil, two L's in Phil. And I hope that you give me some feedback. And hopefully it's not because you had an experience where you sat in a theater and somebody sat directly next to you who was not A, related to you, B, somebody you're taking out on a date, or D, a good friend of yours. Total stranger doesn't qualify as somebody you want sitting directly next to you, particularly in the COVID times. Um, wow. It's time to give you some words of wisdom. Let me see what I got for you today. Well, the words of wisdom would have to be going to that individual who sat next to me because I can't imagine that these words certainly um, would have an impact on this guy's life because I believe that um, it's probably the truth. Here they go. You're so disliked if you're walking down the street and you tripped, the sidewalk would move so it wouldn't catch you. One more time for this guy who certainly deserves it. You're so disliked if you're walking down the street and tripped, 
the sidewalk would move so it wouldn't catch you. In the words of the late great gorilla monsoon, you resemble that remark. <laughs> okay, ladies and gentlemen, it's been fun. Holiday season's coming up. And we're at Christmas time next week. And don't even think that you're not going to get some of my commentary because you will. Just so happens that Christmas falls on a Saturday. And that's when all my shows are released. So nothing would be different. Same thing with New Year's. You will hear from me again on New Year's Day because it's a Saturday. And that's when my podcast drops. So, till then, I want to let you all know that I enjoyed this show and talking to you. And make sure you get all those presents if you're going out Christmas shopping. If not, well, just leave me a gift card and I'll go do the Christmas shopping for myself for you. Thank you. My name is Phil, and you've just listened to The Lip. <laughs>